Hi everyone, it's Dr. Renee with the Ask Dr. Renee Show. Thank you for tuning in. Today our guest is Cupid. In 2007, Bryson Cupid Bernard shuffled his way into the hearts of millions with the up-tempo party song Cupid Shuffle, which also inspired the popular dance craze of the same name from appearances on nationally syndicated TV and radio talk shows such as Dr. Oz, Steve Harvey, and Tom Joyner to breaking the Guinness Book of World Records in 2008 for the largest line dance assembled with over 17,000 people. Cupid has virtually reshaped dance music and created an entirely new genre. When the Lafayette, Louisiana native composed Cupid Shuffle, he had no idea that the song or he would turn into a global entertainment phenomenon, taking his talents to distant lands like Dubai and Germany. It still amazes me that my music has resonated with so many different kinds of people, says Cupid. Music is truly a universal language because it unites individuals of different ages, cultures, backgrounds, and beliefs with a single purpose of having a good time. At least that's my goal. I want to lift spirits and change the way people feel when they hear a Cupid record. Given the culturally rich melting pot environment Cupid was raised in, his sound is blues influenced, rock influenced, soul influenced, gospel influenced, and hip hop influenced. It's no wonder his brand is able to effortlessly transcend racial and generational boundaries. Welcome, Cupid. Hey, girl, what's going on? Nothing much. Um, we're so excited to have you. So let's just get right into it. So you sang, started in the church, and you did you have dreams of always wanting to do this? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I've always uh, sang and, and did music, uh, even as a, even as a teenager. Um, I've I, I direct my church choir. I used to sing talent shows and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I always wanted to do it. I just didn't know to what level I would be doing it on. But of course, um, music is just something that I've done every done every day since a kid. You know, even if it like like it's a church school, um, you know, performing. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it's something that I've always done and I always love, been passionate about. That's awesome. So, 2007, the Cupid Shuffle now. Did you release that independently yourself before you got signed to a major, or how did you get that started? Yeah, well, you know, I I was a, I'm a blues singer. I'm an army blues singer. I've always done that since I was 17 years old. So um, while I was on tour with the uh, Lakeside and uh, SOS, um, I would just watch people do you know these line dances. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make a line dance up. And at the time, I was independent. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of artists come to Louisiana and steal stuff, and then they turn around and run to the town and, 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 and drop it. So I said, I'm going to name it the Cupid Shuffle so nobody would steal it. And um, <laughs> I, I was like, you know, I don't, but, you know, at the time, you know, radio, at the, in around 2007, it was a real crazy time in music because there was so many uh, opinion opinions. Like, music wasn't as free as it is now. So, mm -hmm. you know, you had the cats on one coast, oh, that ain't going to work this this not going to work over here. That's just a Southern song. That'll never work. And blah, blah, yeah. blah. But, you know, the one thing I had in my back pocket was that I was just with these blues guys and these juke joints in the neighborhoods at these festivals. And one by one, we taught the world how to do the Cupid Shuffle. And uh, it just, it, it, it caught fire. It caught fire. And so then the majors came to you after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they had to, they had to make the phone call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's always the best way to do it. Um, yeah. I have to ask, where did you get the name Cupid? I forgot to ask you that earlier. Oh, sure. Um, when I was in high school, there was uh, the song uh, one by 112. 112. 
And uh, I would sing that at all the talent shows, and I play it on piano. Oh, okay. And so I, a lot of people would be like, hey, that's that guy that say Cupid all the time. Like, So it was like, um, hey, Cupid, come over here and sing this. Come sing that. And it just stuck. Like Everybody was like, that's the kid that sang Cupid all the time. So um, that that's why I would just, it just stuck after that. I was like, you know, they called me that anyway, so I'm just making my stage name. And um, from then on, I mean, like, my relatives call me Cupid now. So it, it's... <laughs> Oh, it is what it is, man. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's a good. That's a good nickname. You know, it's not derogatory. It's a good new nickname. Not, not for my name, enough. Right. You know, good to be associated with love. Yeah, love couldn't be like more like the assassinating love. Right. Them. You know what I'm saying? You right. never know these days. Right. <laughs> but that that's cool. Um. So you get signed to a major, and the Cupid Shuffle just blows up. So tell me, how was it that first time they played your song and you heard it on the radio yourself? Um, well, with Cupid Shuffle, um, you know, it was huge in Louisiana and Texas. It was right. like huge. So, you know, I had I had a few local records that were really big, and I was real blue, big on the blue circuit. So just to hear, you know, to hear that. Well, I think the biggest thing with me for when it started hitting syndicated radio, like uh, the Steve Harvey's and the Tom Joyner's and the uh, Michael Bayes's, when they started mm -hmm. jumping on it, it was kind of like special because I was like, wow, like these are guys who I've been listening to for years. Like they own my music, you know. Um, so I think that was a big thing for me, like, you know, having Steve Harvey be like on his show talking about, I'm looking for the guy who made this song right here. I need to meet him. Um, that was, that, that was big. So, you know, it's, again, it's just a testament to good music, you know, regardless of what people's opinion is, if it, if it resigns with the people, it's nothing nobody can do, but just love it and accept it. Right. And it, like, um, it said in the bio that it just, it covers all ages, all cultures. I mean, anytime there's a party of all ages, every age is on the dance floor doing the Cupid Shuffle. It doesn't matter, you know, how young or how old, as you say in the song. <laughs> yeah, it's not not corny at all. It's just it's just fun times, you know. Uh, yeah. And, you know, people are so like these days. People are so um, detailed. Like things have to sound as twin. It, it's a feeling. Music is a feeling. Like just let it play. Like it, you know when that shuffle, you're like, oh, that's my jam. So um, it's. <laughs> have that, you know, to have that response on a song. You know how, like, Frankie Beverly, Before I Let Go? Of course. You're like, oh, that's, that's how that Cupid Shovel kind of is, and it's yeah. good to have that at such a young age, you know? Yeah. Um, and what many people do not know is that the Cupid Shuffle is actually very, very popular and still gets 4,000 to 7,000 downloads a week, uh, yes, which is so amazing to me um, that how many years, you know, this many years later, it's still... You know, it's still that popular. Yeah, it is. Uh, fortunately, when it came out, it didn't get overplayed like on radio, so um, it didn't get completely burned out. And um, you know, I, I I thrive on the like I say the festivals and the family gatherings and stuff like that. So, you know, if you can embed your music into that uh, audience, you know, think about it. Like most of the songs that our families listen to at family reunions ain't no new songs. You're it's right. All stuff so. You know, the longer this song is out, it's the more vintage it continues to be. So it, there's no room for it to go anywhere because it's not like it's going to get old because the, the type mm -hmm. of events that it's big at, that's where they listen to old music. Right, right, yeah. right. So the um, so what would you say to somebody who is trying to get put on, as they say, um, with the game and get into the music industry? What would you? What would your advice be to them? Just be yourself. Be yourself. Um, the only way you quit, the only way you fail, is if you quit. And of course, like nowadays, when like 2007, let me tell y'all, 
how far these seven years are. Seven years ago, there was no Facebook. Like, it was only for college students. So when I dropped it in old 2006, 2007, I mean, I remember my friend calling me saying, hey, you got a million views on on YouTube. I was like, man, what's YouTube? Like, <laughs> what is that? Like, who cares? Um, so utilize and maximize all your tools, you know? Use your MySpace, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Black Planet. You can go far back as that, you know? And uh, just maximize all your outlets because uh, nowadays I think musicians have a great advantage to be able to be on shows like this. Like, we're on, we're on the internet streaming to people across the world right now. Like, you know, back in the day, it wasn't none, it wasn't, you could only do that if you were, like, with a, you know, in a major company. So there's so many tools to use as a young artist. Make sure your music is jamming, but also maximize all your tools. Definitely, definitely. Um, so now you're independent, and of course, that is a lot of people have realized that that is the best way to go. But at least, you, but some people are like, "Oh, but well, he had commercial success first. But uh, what is your take on you know the independent scene? Um, well, numerically, it can work. You know, you just. <laughs> Because, I, I, I mean, you know, if you're selling a CD for 10 bucks and you sell 10,000 of those versus if you ten, sell 10,000 units at a label where you're only getting like 12 cents, it's, it naturally makes sense. But um, it, it coming up, I was a blues artist again. And before I did Cupid Shuffle, I was out there eating. I, hadn't had, I haven't had a job job since 2005. So I was getting shows and doing stuff. My independent grind was like crazy before I got signed. Mm -hmm. So what 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 it, what, the, what the industry has become now is like now it's no more that we're gonna put an artist out and dress them up real cute and put them on the radio nine hundred times and now they're famous. Nah, these days you gotta go get it. You gotta get on tour. You gotta get on the road. You gotta go shake hands and kiss babies and pet dogs. You gotta do all of that if you want to be successful and have longevity. You know, there was a time in the game where it was like, yeah, you know, they play you on the radio a few times and put the right budget behind you, you would starve. And, and a lot of cats didn't really have talent, but they just was popular. And now that's going away. Like, you notice, you see, like, Mary J. Blige and Joe and Charlie Wilson, them cats on the road. Why? Because they got great music, because they're super talented, and they understand that, hey, we got to go get this money because ain't nobody buying nobody buy no records. So the independent grind, is it's like it, it shows the passion. If you're truly passionate about like performing in front of people and truly passionate about your craft, you know the independent grind isn't as hard because it's like just what you love to do. So I love that part because it makes the playing feel even. Like I can compete like on Billboard with any like artists who are with whatever label, whatever's going on, simply because you can interact. Like you know you got some kids that got 250,000 Instagram followers, you know from being silly on the internet and stuff, so the like the, the playing field's even, you know. It, it, and um, so I, I love the independent grind because it's, it's what I come from, and of course, um, you know, it just like I say, it makes the playing field even. You can sell just as many records and make just as much money as any major artist in the country if you do it right. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I mean, the music industry is changing so much that it really does. Sometimes it, it just makes better sense to do it independently, especially when I think in this day and age, you don't have to have radio play. You know, there's a lot of artists out there that have never been played on the radio, but are doing very well. Very well. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, and uh, there's a lot of songs that people, they fall in love with. Because you got to remember, most of the big hits now are songs that already got like four or five million views on the internet, 
Like they already known because of the, you know, because of the independent route. So yeah, it's, it's changed. And I think that it's changed in the benefit of the indie, you know, to where you can really eat and really do this thing, you know, just maximizing your tools. So uh, back in 2005, what was your job? Yeah, I worked at a call center. I was, uh, you know, shout out to AT&T. I worked at the AT&T call center. I used to tell people, I'll be, people will call, they'll be like, um, my bill was $400. I'm like, yeah, you know, well, let me work on that. But um, do you listen to music? <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. They're like, yeah. I was like, well, look, go to my website and just check it out. You know, I got some good stuff. You know, I'm. I, I got so much trouble at that place. I was promoting. I was promoting parties. I was passing out flyers. It was ridiculous. But um, you know, like I, the way I quit. If I quit, the way I quit my job in '05. If I did that today, I'd easily be a world star. I'd easily be an internet sensation because I just let it go. But you know, we don't want to talk about that. Shout out to AT and T because I don't want no extra overdues on my bill. <laughs> 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 that is funny. Yeah, they've been, had some popular quit videos. Um, yeah. You mentioned um, to me in the rehearsal that Donnie McClurkin has a video that has gone viral of him doing the Cupid Shuffle. Oh, killing it. I mean, he was doing his thing, man. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that the all my music is clean. Like, I haven't man, said a curse word in any song I've ever made since the day I started. And it's just a testament to just making good music. Like, you know, all religions, ethnic backgrounds, ages, shapes, size, colors, it don't matter. Like, when that music hit, they know it. And, you know, to see Donnie doing his thing. Like, I see him every year at the Hoodie Awards or the Neighborhood Awards with Steve Harvey. And um, he's just a good guy. You know, he just supports the music. And he started buzz. He was like, hey, we're going to do something for my boy. And, and he went in. And, boy, y'all think? Well, Donnie, Donnie, get down, man. Donnie got some moves. <laughs> Well, that's great. Um, so, of course, in this day and age, 2015, you have to have multiple streams of income. So, in 2012, you become a trainer? Correct. Uh, I started training and doing personal training because I was, I had got up to 240 pounds. I had, um, I, I was going through a little state after I left the label. I had to discover myself. And I had a, re I had a restaurant that I opened here in Louisiana. And, of course, to anybody watching this pod, this is cash right here, this show. If you lose weight in Louisiana, you get extra points. Because <laughs> the food's so good. Yeah, it's, it's not even fair. Like, you know, so um, I had a restaurant and I was selling so food out the drive through. It was crazy. And um, yeah, I was a taste tester. So <laughs> I got up there and then I had to lose the weight. But um, what I would do is I would take my, when we would have band rehearsal and practice. I would just re do all the line dances that I created, you know, a love slide, do it with your boots on, Cupid shuffle, um, all of those. And um, I lost 40 pounds. And so I was like, I got to package this and show the world that you can lose weight by doing line dances. And that's, that was the birth of Q-Robics. That is awesome. So where can they get this lovely fitness DVD of Q-Robics? It's awesome. It's www.qrobics.com. It's C-U-R-O-B-I-K-S. Um, you can go on there, and uh, there's some amazing testimonials, of course, my before and after pictures, and several of my, you know, several people who have amazing testimonials about the product. And again, it's line dance aerobics. It's music that you actually do with your family on a weekday, on a weekend basis, you know. Um, but you use it. We, we add the proper elements and the proper, you know, percentages of um, of movements for upper body, lower body, and so on to make sure that you lose weight evenly and effectively. And um, the testimonials don't lie. It's not. It's not one of them infomercials with paid testimonials. 
there's like there's real people on this website, so definitely check it out. That is cool. Um, so the Qrobics, is it just your music, or do you have regular other music that people would hear on the radio? No, it's just my music and uh, just okay. line dance, and it's just line dance music. Like the thing okay. is, with a lot of fitness, uh, it's, it's you know there's a lot of great music to exercise too, but. The line dance community is very, very big and it's very, very sacred and it's very, very untainted. So, you know, there when you talk at line dance, you can't just put a line dance to just a regular song because the line dance community won't accept it. And if they don't accept it, you ain't getting in. So you got to make sure that you, you know, you properly do these things the right way and go through the correct protocol. So, um, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's all line dance music that's authentically and strategically made for that world. So you can do it in the club. And you can do it to work out because you kind of still got to have a boat, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's, you know, but um, later on, we are going to start reaching out to different artists and hopefully the line dance, you know, section of my artistry, um, we can get that, you know, to be bigger. Because some people think it's a joke, but I'm telling you, it, it's like, you hold it to the line dance. Like, yeah, but they don't understand. It's, it's huge. Well, as I told you, I am a Detroiter, and we take our hustles very, very seriously. Thank you, thank you. Very seriously. We used to, um, we used to get together before we would go out and literally have rehearsal. And we, I think I counted one summer, I learned like eight different hustles. But we would literally practice as girls before we went to the party to make sure we had them down. So when the songs came on, we knew exactly what we were doing and how to do it. We could start it off. And everything. So no, we take it very seriously yeah, in Detroit. Th there was this, there was this black party I did um, at the Silver Dome, right? Oh, and okay. And I'm telling you, 45 minutes straight, they would look like it looked like just a whole bunch of Atari characters just just going off. Just it's in sync to the max. So yeah, you know, so you know my sister what it is, and um, we're just trying to get that. Like the thing is, the the, the thing is though. With the line dance community is we don't want it to become untainted by the industry so it's very sacred and you know that's why we just hold it so tight because that's one of those things kind of like go-go music how it's just so untainted that we want to continue to keep that legacy that way that's that's cool that's cool and i don't think i even knew that louisiana did line dancing um actually we went to essence one year and we taught this whole party how to do the ballroom hustle. It was hilarious. It was like yeah. me and my sister yeah. were the only two that knew, and we taught everybody. Yes, indeed. Y'all, yeah, Detroit, uh, they got to give y'all y'all props. Uh, <laughs> y'all y'all definitely run, like, at the top of the list, the states and cities that uh that, that kill line dancing to the max. Yeah. There was a line dance, I won't name names, that was here in Chicago, and it just, I don't think it took off quite like the Cupid Shuffle did. I never was a big uh, fan of it, but it, we won't name his name because, <laughs> but it just didn't right. take off like the Cupid Shuffle did, and I was, I don't know why, but it just, it didn't take off like that. Yeah, I think, I, you know what, when I, when I first got signed, though, it's funny, because so many people thought, oh, you from Chicago, you from Detroit, I'm like, nah, I'm from Louisiana, <laughs> you're like, no way, because you don't know nothing about that, but um, to be honest, I mean, to be sincere with you, I because I traveled and I was so well traveled. That's kind of how I knew. Like when I would go with SOS and stuff, um, up in Ohio and Cleveland and stuff like that. That's how I got well seasoned with it because I kind of introduced it to Louisiana because it wasn't a you know we do the, the electric slide, right? That was like a, everybody else, yeah. Yeah, but like you know Texas, huge. Atlanta, humongous. Um, you know they they get down. So you know I I kind of helped spread it out a little bit. I think I was in a neutral area and that kind of helped you know, catch the attention because Louisiana just jumped on line dancing all of a sudden. 
Now, I forgot to ask you, but when you were touring with Lakeside and SOS Band, how did you do that? You were this young person with these old people. So I mean, well, much older than, you know, us. Yeah, well, that's because I was a blues singer. Like, I like I wasn't doing line dancing. I was singing. Right, I know. I was singing Sam Cooke. I was singing stuff like that. And, you know, the old schools, let me tell you, you're not fitting to perform and go on tour with no old schoolers if you really can't sing. Oh, no, I know that. I mean, I have a great appreciation for that music. I was just like, now that would just be odd. You come out first. I'm like, wait a minute. What show oh, yeah, am I at? I have my little suit together, and I come out, you know, I was born by the river. And they're like, ah. So, you, you know, like, who's that little young boy singing all them old school songs? We like him. And then, you know, the cougar ladies, you know, they they love. <laughs> they see some young, some young, fresh chicken come on the uh, the stage, and you can quickly right. appreciate it. So, uh, <laughs> that's kind of how I got started with that. <laughs> that is that's that's fun. I've actually I've seen the SOS band live. I haven't seen Lakeside, but I've seen a lot of the the early '70s '60s bands live that uh, you know that are still touring. I've seen a lot of them, and their shows are they're wonderful. They, they are play. true instrumentation, true singing. You know, there's no tracks. It's like it's a really a real show. One of the things that they, they pride themselves on is back in the day, they didn't have all of those tools, so they had to compete for, like, who was the best. It was not like, I'm with a record label and I'll get more spins than you. It was like, we finna outperform you. So when you go to see one of them shows back then, it was like everybody was trying to outdo the next person, and they still like that because, you know, they, they don't, they be like, young, young, young boy, uh, you going on first. You better come <laughs> with it because we're going to make them forget about you. So I had to come with it. Because they was coming with it too, you know. Right. That is awesome. That's a, those are they were probably very good teachers in the business though for you. I learned. I've learned and still learning so much from them. That's awesome. Um, so tell us the story. You were on The Voice a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, how was that experience? It was very. It was like one of the biggest life changing experiences of my life. Cause uh, when I got on the show. You know, I, in my mind, you know, I was wearing an ego badge. Like, you know, like, man, these kids can't, you know, sing better than me. I got a record out. I done sold three million records and uh, whatever. So I do this for a living, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, when I got there, you know, um, there was a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes where I wasn't able to choose the record I wanted to sing. Like, and they made me sing Cupid Shuffle. And so um, I was, it was weird because I didn't want to sing it, but I, I did. But um, all in all, the, the purpose of going on a television show like that is to get, get, get exposure, you know, no matter what level it is, whether it's the first round, the last round. And um, I achieved that. Like, I performed it for the 47 million viewers that night, and um, I was able to sing Cupid Shuffle and Marvin Gaye um, and not be tied down to anything to where I could continue my career without, you know, being under the umbrella of the program. And so at the end of the day, it was an ego check, though. Um, the one lesson that I learned flying back on that airplane was um, that it's not about me. Um, you know, like God blessed me with a record that's bigger than anything that I've ever imagined. And I hadn't, hadn't fully tapped into the potential of that record because I kept on disrespecting the blessing that God gave me. Like, if you bless, when you get blessed with a record like Cupid Shuffle, it's extremely disrespectful for you to say, well, I'll okay, God, thank you for this blessing, but it's on to the next one. Like, nah, not when you haven't maximized truly the blessing that you initially got. So um, 
there was no Kurobis at the time. Kurobis had to become developed, and all of these other things that spawned off of the success of the Cupid Shuffle, I had never tapped into it because I was too busy trying to make the next big hit. In all reality, I'll never top the Cupid Shuffle. Like that song is timelessly huge. My my goal is to make music that adds on to the legacy of the Cupid Shuffle, and um, that that opened my eyes to the fact that like you know I needed to make sure that I maximize every gift that I get before I try to move on to the next one. So it was a humbling experience, but at the same time, when I was on that show, I was mad, though. I was mad. I was like, what? How y'all not going to turn for me? I'm singing my own song. Like, that don't make sense. But, you know, um, I, it was very humbling, and uh, I think it changed my life forever because after that, I went I went to work. That That's cool. That is so cool. Um, I want to make sure that I let everyone know that we are taking questions and answers shortly. Questions shortly. So if you could please, um, if you click on the little squares in the upper right hand corner, right up there, and um, it'll say Q and A, and then just click Ask a Question and type it in, and we'll take those questions shortly. But um, that is really, I mean, that's amazing that all the success that you has had. So recently, I saw you have a new partnership with Hallmark. Please tell everyone about that because that is so amazing. Yeah, um, it's a it's a um, it's a a plush toy called the Q Pig, and it actually sings and does the Cupid Shuffle. So it shuffles to the right and to the left. It's real funny, but um, it's real cute. It's a Valentine's um, thing that we offer through Hallmark, and um, it's a cool gift to get people. You know, kids love it. Uh, you know. Ladies love it. Um, guys, you know, it's funny. It's cute. You know, the girls who like to dance especially. So um, you can get it at any Hallmark. You can order it online on Hallmark. Um, there's different variations. There's the keychain. There's the doll. There's the card. Anything that you want that's going to sing this cool version of the Cupid Shuffle, you got to get that, you know. You know. And that. And um, and that's another thing that people don't realize with the industry. Since records aren't selling, you have to do other things. You have to brand and you know partner with other companies. And I mean, I'm sure that that money sometimes can actually be more money than actually selling the song itself, right? It is. It it, it definitely is. You know, when you package it and put it inside of like a tro like a like a, like a, like a, like, a, like a just anything like you put it in a you know a doll. You can put it mm -hmm. uh, on movies. Um, the McDonald's, game. you guys, you were with uh, McCafe for a long time. That's right, yeah, the McCafe shuffle. You know, all of those different things, you just got to tap into everything. And that's like, again, the testament to the maximizing your blessing type thing. You know, when you get something, there's so many avenues, you know, that you can get, you can go to from that one thing, um, especially if that thing is huge. So, you know, it, it monikered me as the dance party king and it monikered me as somebody who makes amazing dances and it put me in a lane by myself. So, yeah, you got to take that one thing, because like you said earlier when we were talking, there's not too many millionaires with one in internet, I mean, with one income stream, I'm sorry. So you got to find as many income streams as you can to start making all that add up. Definitely, definitely. Now, how did you start this partnership with Nephew Tommy, Steve Harvey's nephew? <laughs> well, Tommy and I go back, um, we met at the Neighborhood Awards um, in 2007, and we just hit it off, you know, we just kept in touch. Um... You know, and uh, he 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 brought me on stage before Beyonce at Essence Festival. Like she needed like ten minutes of extra time, and he was like, "Cupid, where you at?" And um, you know, we got I, I you know we just clicked up. You know, that's my that's my boy, man. And so um, <laughs> he called me one day, and he was like, "Hey, Cupid, I want to do a line dance song." And seriously, I thought I was getting pranked. Cause you know, he, yeah, the prank calls. 
I'm like, you trying to prank me, man. This is whack, you know? So uh, for the whole time, the whole conversation, I'm like, man, whatever, man, whatever. He's like, no, man, I'm serious. So I told him, I said, look, if I make you a song, it's going to be a real song. It's not going to be a parody. It's going to be for real. Um, and he, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I sent him the record. He was like, man, it's for, like, how the dance go? So we made up the dance. I, well, I made up the dance and I, and, I, and I videoed it and sent it to him. And he was like, you know, he's not really a big dancer. But um, when we cut the record and then we went to Houston and I performed at a ball. And shout out to the line dance queen, Pascal. Shout out to every, all my, um, Miss Martha, Mr. Murphy, all the people in Houston um, with, who line dance real heavy. You know, that's kind of where I test a lot of my line dances at. And they were like, this it. It's going to work, you. And next thing you know, you know, Steve heard the record and he was like, hey. This sound good. Like this ain't no joke. I think we can sound, I, 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 think, I think this can cross over into the burning sands of my show. <laughs> and um, now he's playing it on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, and um, you know, and it's and it's really starting to catch on and blow up. And so we'll um, we'll be going on tour. Uh, the people inside my head tour, because of course the guy that's rapping on the song is Oatmeal, who is one of the characters inside Nephew Thomas' head. Right. And. Uh, so we, we'll be on tour doing that, and I'll be doing new music and, uh, of course, the Cupid Shuffle and touring the country, and I, I'm excited about that. So the tour starts when? February 7th in South Carolina. Okay, great. And um, so everyone, um, please look and check to see if Cupid and Nephew Tommy are coming to your town. Nephew Tommy is hilarious. I am an avid uh, visitor of the Essence Music Festival, and he's been hosting the concerts for the last, like, three or four years now. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've seen him live, and he, he is quite a live wire. <laughs> so um, so I think that um, that pairing just sounds like, and I've heard the song. So, yeah, the pairing sounds like it's going to be uh, quite a wonderful evening of entertainment. And actually, they've been doing a lot recently. Like, I think last two years, I've heard a lot of uh, comedians and R&B acts going out onto the road together. So yeah. um, sounds like it's going to be pretty nice. Very excited about that. You know, Steve has helped me and been a big part of my career. He and uh, Rashawn McDonald, they really see something in me. And um, it's just great that, that they, you know, underneath that, um, that umbrella. <laughs> right. Oh, no, I, I completely understand. I'm I wouldn't mind Rashawn calling me one day to say, oh, yes, we'd like to produce your show. That'd be awesome. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You got that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, Steve Harvey's now in Chicago. So I've been to the show several times, and it's a great time. Um, yeah. I would love to see Nephew Tommy on the show one day and get to go to that live taping. That would be fun. But oh, um, No doubt. So, yeah, so Tuesday is the big day. So yeah. tell everyone what drops on Tuesday. On the Tuesday. <laughs> um, my, my new album comes out this Tuesday. It's called Dance Fever. It's the first album since I've dropped uh, since the 2007 Atlantic release and um, it is it is rolling you know um, I, I have a bunch of songs that were singles like for about a year and a half that have you know all proven proven themselves in regional areas um, it's a great great record you put in from top to bottom you know it's real clean you can listen to it with your kids but it's not like you know Nickelodeon kids stuff it's jamming You'll love it. You'll swing out to it. You'll two-step to it. You'll line dance to it. We got some slow jams on there. We got some blues jams on there. So we got everything. You know, if you like R&B, 
like this is definitely a project you got to get in your um in your catalog you know and it's, it's it's like like you said earlier support you don't have to always support the music that's on the radio 24 7 there's a lot of great music that's out there and i can assure you there's something on this album that you're going to love now is wham dance on there absolutely okay. <laughs> i like Everybody. wham dance i was a huge mystical fan so i was glad to see him back you know doing what he does Yes, man. He's man, so great, man. Shout out to my girl Lejean and uh, Dream Management for making that connection uh, mystical. Like I'm a huge. You say a fan? <laughs> I am a fan. I am a Korean Chinese fan. Like I am a fan. Like and uh, so he uh he he's great. I got Mia X on there. Um, oh wow, I, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, I got two and called Make You Happy. We actually shot a real cool video that's on there. We had Carl Thomas in the video. Um, as one of our special guests and stuff. So um, you can see that on YouTube. Um, okay. Wham Dance videos on YouTube. Um, I also have a song called um, Go Ahead Baby that was produced by Mr. Collie Park out of yep. Atlanta, Georgia. Soldier um, Boy. Have, yeah, yeah, you already know. It's called <laughs> and um, I got some good stuff on there. Um, uh, I have, oh, and I got my, my next video that's coming out. Y'all going to be seeing this. We're going to be popping up next week. It's called Cell Phone Blues. Lord have mercy. Half of y'all that's on the screen, like, what is he talking about? And I hope he ain't gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen yeah, the trailer, so I, I can't wait to see that come. Well, and when so when does Cell Phone Blues come out? Cell Phone Blues video comes out next week. So okay. uh, it'll be out next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a movie. Definitely a movie. Okay. Okay, now is it a short it's gonna film? Make some... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a short okay. film leading up to my next R&B single, which is called uh, High School Prom. So uh, y'all look out for that. But, um, of course, cell phone blues gonna make y'all, you're gonna, it's going to make y'all take y'all passcodes off y'all phone. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Sounds very interesting. Oh. Very interesting. <laughs> oh, well, look, look, I... I I know, like I wish I could see everybody's face. They probably looking at me like. <laughs> you are right. They probably are. So um, our first question. Oh, I'm sure it is. I can't wait. Like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed Wham Dance. I, I was I was dancing watching the video. So um, and then I got so excited when I saw Mystical. So. Um. So what is your favorite song on the new record? Um, high school prom, high school prom. Okay. It's uh, it sounds like it's one of those '90s, '90s kind of. I mean, it just takes you back. It makes you want to go put on some old, just old cross colored pants and 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 uh and and cut your hair in a box and just want to just slow dance because we, you know, there aren't too many slow dance songs like we used to do back in the day, and uh, it's definitely one of those. Okay, okay, and I mean, is it's a it's a clean like back in the day slow song. Yeah, you know, because they have to put on... These new ones, they're not so clean. <laughs> oh, they they to the point now. They oh, direct. straight to the point. Like, hey, I want to blank, blank, right. no. Oh, <laughs> you can't say that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, got a, I got a six-year-old, and you got to think, he sings everything on the radio. So, you know, as a parent, I'm like, no, you can't right. say that, son. <laughs> right, But this, exactly. this one is cool. This one is cool. It's not, it's not, it's not bad at all. That's good to know. Um, another question: uh, Do you communicate directly with your fans on social media, or you, have you hired someone to do that? Hold on, let me grab it. You see this thing right here? <laughs> yep. 
if you go to at new cupid it's at n-e-w-c-u-p-i-d i work my own i work my own twitter my own twitter my own instagram and my own facebook now like linkedin pinterest stuff like that i dabble on there every now and then but if you want to find me for real facebook or instagram i live on instagram so yeah, it's at New Cupid. I, I work my own. That's why I see, look how big my phone is. I have an external battery on it to make sure it doesn't die. So that way I don't, I never lose touch with anybody. That's awesome. That is amazing. Because um, yeah. you do hear a lot of people that they don't really do their own and, you know, they hire somebody out. And so that's good that you can, you know, talk to the fans, especially if you're one that does a lot of festivals and you're right down there with them, aren't you? Doing the Cupid yes. Shuffle? Sometimes I tell them. <laughs> So, look, sometimes I'm like, I'm a, before I do Cupid Shuffle at the end of the show, I say I won't sing Cupid Shuffle until I get five people to, to follow me. And okay. I'll hold my phone, and they like, I'll be ding, 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 ding. Let's go. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, I know go. your publicist and everybody loves you because that is, that is the <laughs> best idea I've heard in a long time. But yeah, I will, refu I will boycott that Cupid Shuffle until I get some followers. Oh, that's a good idea. That, that's a good idea. I, I hope people are listening because that is a very, very good marketing tool right there. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Is there anyone that you dream of working with? Um, I worked with him before, um, uh, T-Pain. I, 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 I'm a huge fan of T-Pain. I just think he's so talented. Um, I, I'd love to work with him. I'd love to do a duet with Jasmine Sullivan because she's one of my favorite singers. Like, out, like she's just crazy out the roof. Crazy. That's I just want to be a, I want to sit in the room and be like, oh, Jesus. Uh, and also, um, I would love to work with her, um, of course. Uh, I really would love to work with Teddy Riley um, just because, you know, of his, of his vintage and his, you know, his be him just being such a pioneer. So if y'all listening to this interview and y'all got some connects, y'all make sure y'all <laughs> put, them, put them down for me. But um, those are three people who I really, really love. And also... For it um, is Anthony Hamilton. Um, he's been he's allowed me to open up for him for several shows, and I'm just a fan of him. You know, for a fan of his band and a fan of his whole team. So maybe one day I can you know get on a track and uh, do something um, you know with him because he's just so cool. You know, dude, dude is inspiring to me. So definitely somebody I look up to in the industry. Yeah, T Pain. Um, you know how they have the. Uh, the tiny desk thing. Did you see it on NPR? It was a video, and they showed him actually singing no auto tune. Mm -hmm. Yo, man, he he's he, serious. Pain is awesome, and and the cool thing about it is his musical artistry. Like you got to remember, I don't care what nobody say. When I'm Sprung came out, it was over. It was like you didn't even have to like. It was just the songs he put out was just so genius and so catchy. And, and, and and so jamming to me, you know, and even now, like, I, I listen to him and it's just, you know, I did a song with him in 07. Like, I actually wasn't in the studio, unfortunately, but I did a song with him and one of his artists called The Let Out. And um, it, it, um, it was a good song, a real good song, but I, I just was a fan, you know, and um, so I'd love to catch up with him and, uh, and, 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 and do something sooner than later. Yeah, I think sure. that would be an amazing partnership because I think you two kind of remind me of each other, your singing styles, and I, I think that, that that would be a very hot record. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan comes out Tuesday, too, you know. So, I know. Um, oh, yeah. I know, I know. I was looking at that. Like, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, but nah, like, I'm going to, yeah. like, trust me, I'm a down, I've downloaded, I pre-ordered mine, but I'm definitely going to download <laughs> two or three copies. Right. That girl yeah. is mad. She is so serious, and I'm so glad she's back. 
Yeah. So yeah, glad that, she's back. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a that's a talent that's just God given right there. Yes. So you um, have had all of this amazing success. What did you like? You you wanted to be a singer, and I know you didn't think it would ever get to this level. What was the first thing you did when you got that first big check? Oh, when I got that check, <laughs> yeah. Um, I did two things. I, I broke off all my homeboys who I've been performing with for the past eight years. I I, I gave them a little shakedown, and then um, I bought a I bought a two I bought a van. I bought a van. I know it's crazy. I bought a tour van because I was like, we finna go on the road. So I bought this van. And uh, I saved the smart. rest. Smart. That's not crazy. That's smart. But I did do something dumb. I bought a big chain. It was like a heart chain. It had like, it was ridiculously big. It, it was just, I, it was just dumb. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's something I was like, why did, like, why did I buy this thing? You know. But um, you know, it's all good. You know. Uh, I don't have it anymore. I, I brought it back <laughs> <laughs> for less, for less money than I paid for it. But um, yeah, Oops. you know. It's, Things. I had, I was like, I made it, you know, I, I made it. I, I got this check. I got more money than I ever had in my life. You know, um, my rent was due. I paid my rent for my apartment. Um, Cause I remember I got signed on the like, it was like January 11th and my rent was due on the 5th. So I kept calling my people at the apartment. I was like, look, I've got your money, man. Just chill out. You know, got this. Well, you're still late, sir. But, uh, those, you know, that's I remember. I remember when the check came in. I, I went to the bank and they would then cash it. It was like this is crazy. So I had to hold it for like two weeks because it was like this is this ain't right. And then so I was like a month in the hole of my rent. But that's the first thing. Three things I did. I called my homeboys up. I was like, man, here, man. So we celebrated and then I got that stupid chain and I got that. Uh, <laughs> I got the van. Well, today's January 11th. I don't know if you realize that. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at that when we started the interview, and I was just like, wow. Like, I remember seven years ago, I was on an airplane in New York. I had never been on an airplane before. It was just, you know, things went so fast. It moved so fast. But, uh, definitely excited. They were definitely exciting time. That is, that, that's amazing. And uh, did you, what do you see, like, from five years from now, what do you see uh, your future looking like? I want to be one of the biggest torn acts of all time. I want to be the, the next Frankie Beverly and Mays. That's what I want to be. That's always what I've envisioned about myself. It's just being an artist that people love my music. They follow me. They follow me when I play. They come to my shows and support me because they know they're going to have a good time. Like that. Frankie Beverly is my number one favorite artist of all time just because he never really truly got the accolades that he deserved, but he's, he has such a great catalog. And I think that if I mold my career like that, I can perform till I'm 70, 80 if I want to. Um, and just do, that's, that's, that's where I love to be on the stage, just performing and singing. So um, five years from now, hopefully I'll just be continuing to build my brand as, as the artist that people trust for those types of events. Um, and of course, Q Robins, we want to definitely, you know, reach the million man mark with that and just, you know, be able to just reach people all over the country with the fitness. Um, I just started a running group now that spawned from Q Robins called the Q Runners. And we will be participating in several different marathons, Susan G. Cohen, uh, Boston Marathon, and so on and so forth. So we just taking it and branching it off into different directions. But I just want to use, all in all, my friend, five years from now, I just want my music to be continuously helping people. That's it. You know, whether it's, it helps your mood, it helps your, your movement, it helps your fitness. Uh, it's just, I just want it just to just, you know, feel good music. 
the Q runners, do you have different satellites, you know, through the different cities, or is it just, you just have one group that's the Q runners? Because, you know, black girls run, there's a black girls run Chicago, black girls run Detroit, et cetera, et cetera. We're definitely at the beginning stages. Um, black girls run is definitely something that all my runners now are very, you know, engaged with, and uh, they, you know, so we do. We're very at the, at the beginning level of it, but of course, we we'd love to be as big as that. You know, black black girls run is something that's huge and highly respected, and we respect that and and, and love and have several of my runners that support it as well. So, you know, we just want to add on to the greatness of like of organizations like that. You know, and just um, gather people together to walk together and run together and sprint together and do distance together just so where people are moving. Because, you know, where I am, again, that heart, that heart disease and that obesity is bad. So we just want to help people just do that together. And there's nothing like having a partner that'll go walk with you, you know, every day. So we got walk. We're just going to get these walking groups together and we're going to slowly build and just continue to add on to the legacy of, uh, of fitness and just, you know, helping people. That, that's wonderful and so very important, especially in our community. And like you said, um, Louisiana, you know, a lot of the southern states have a very big problem with um, heart disease, diabetes, and a lot of the other uh, illnesses that affect our community as a black community. Yes. That's very important. So what, uh, do you mentor kids? Uh, I know you have Positopia, and I'd love for you to tell us more about that, but do you yourself mentor any up-and-coming artists? Um, I do. Um, we, we work with different artists. Um, I, my thing is, um, when I deal with artists, is I try to just make sure that I just, I, I, I bring them up in the independent ranks. I bring them up with an independent mindset, just so that they don't get trapped on the, I'm talented, I'm cute, I can dance, I should be famous. I, I try not to, you know, try not to just, you know, sink them into that. That's a, that's a trap. Um, so I give them the game and help them and just to, to understand that, you know, building your brand is bigger than just being talented. The talent part has nothing to do with it. You know, it's about branding yourself and becoming likable and becoming marketable. So those are the things that I just help, you know, artists with that they come to me. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. You know, I'm on social media all the time. So um, it first come, first serve. Anybody has any questions, I'm always trying to just give people the game because, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And I feel like if Amen. you were blessed with the opportunity to be able to experience that there is no need for you to hold that um, information hostage. Um, give it to as many people as you can because the universe will repay you back for helping somebody out. Because you never know what somebody needs to know. Um, that may be pivotal into something and later on down the line I may get a kid that I gave some advice to two years ago who might be the biggest artist in the world and might say, you know, I talked to Cupid a while back and, you know, he helped me out. So, you know, you definitely want to just reach out to as many souls as possible because you never know who the next star going to be. This is true. This is true. And um, you never know what could happen tomorrow. So yeah. it's always good to just put as much positive energy into the world, which is, brings me to Positopia. So tell us all about that. It's the land where negativity does not exist. Um, it's, uh, it's a foundation that I've created, and we're just basically telling kids and adults how to think, like how to think without like, like spending so much time in the negative zone like don't worry about who's talking about you be more concerned about the people who support you you know um, we're trying to shift people to um understand who's there I, I say this who is your they you know you know they said 
they say this, they say that, but it's just they, somebody who truly supports you. Because if it isn't, then they are, they're never going to give you good information. And um, I think we focus so much the way the way the society is and television is. Negativity is so popular that we just thrive on that. And I think that we try to shift people's minds to look for the good in everything. Like, if you get a flat tire, rather than cursing and being like, hey, I got a flat tire, I'd be like, man, I'm glad I got a car. And I could, you know, I'm, I'm glad I got this car, you know what I mean? You know, I'm gonna get it fixed, but at least I got a ride, you know. So um just to teach people how to shift their energy and just fill their twenty four hours of life daily with positive energy. So where can people find out more information about Positopia? NewCupidOnline.com. It's real simple. NewCupidOnline.com. Um, I, I go to schools. I go to different events and stuff and just try to instill that and use my self-experiences like the voice. I could have quit. I could have gave up after that. Um, you know, when I got when I got off the label, I could have quit after that. But it was so much more I wanted to offer. And I'm so passionate about what I do. Um, I just try to keep show people that, hey, a little small boy from Louisiana can be great. Um, yeah, I did it. You know, shake my hand. I'm right here. You know, so there's no reason why you can't do that. You know, too. That's and that's one of the reasons why I do this show is to show everyone that anyone can do it. It just takes a little hard work, and it will eventually right. pay off. It will. Yep. Yeah. It will. Yeah, and people call me positive Polly because I find the positive in everything. And just like you said, the car broke down, but at least I had a car. Exactly. You, you, have right. to find, right. you just have to find the littlest thing to say thank you for and then keep moving. Keep moving. And when you dwell in the negative, unfortunately, that's going to bring more negative on you. So it's, more impo it's okay. really important to make sure that you just swim in positivity because it will keep coming to you. Just like you said, you help people because you're being a positive influence on others and helping others. That's why you're getting four to 7,000 downloads a week and collecting, uh, yeah. you know, and collecting yeah. your checks because... You keep putting out good. When you keep putting out good, good is going to come to you. So That's right. That's right. That is awesome. That is so amazing. Is there anything else you would like to share with everyone? Please follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, y'all. Please, 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 please. I'm trying to get my followers up, man. So help me out. And also just to exchange information about my album, things that you want to see me do, cities you want to see me come to, and just learn more about me in general. Um, one of the things that I love to try to push is the fact that I'm a complete artist. And um, the best way for me to do that is to be in touch with you, to give you things, to show you that I am. So for all the new new fans that I may have gained today and all the new followers I may have gained today, let's just stay in touch. You know, um, um, My music does nothing in the computer at the studio. The only way it comes out and is successful is through, the, through your ears and through you critiquing it. So let's just stay in touch and let's just build a network and a family. Um, I want to be um, your favorite artist. That's all I want to be, uh, one of your favorite artists. So just give me the opportunity to be that. So his Twitter ID, Instagram is NewCupid, N-E-W-C-U-P-I-D. Correct, yeah, phonetically correct for all. Because, you know, some people are like, how you spell it? Q-U-P-I apostrophe? No. <laughs> <laughs> New Cupid, N E W C U P I D. Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, you start putting hyphens and dashes, then it just mess it all up. Yes, yes. So you are still in Louisiana. So yes. you, you didn't go Hollywood, you didn't go to New York, you just kept it in Louisiana. And I mean, not a lot of artists do that. You know, they usually end up buying some huge mansion somewhere else and they leave where they came from. But you just kept it at home? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm as frugal as they come. Everybody who knows me can agree. They probably clicking on your thing like, yeah, he cheap. Um, 
you know, because you, one day you're hot, one day you're not. When you're not, you still got bills. You got to be mindful of that. So uh, I just set myself up real good. And uh, Louisiana is home for me, so I can go to Walmart, the dollar store, Target, and people don't care. They're like, whatever. We, we've been knowing him since he was a kid. So it's real cool to just have a place where you can be yourself. And that's, that's this little small town of Lafayette right here that I love so much. That's important, very important. So do you want to expand into movies and films? I mean, your songs are already in these things, but do you want to expand into that? Do you want to move into acting, or what do you want to do? Write books? What do you want to do? Eventually, yes. I'd love to get into acting. I'd love to. Uh, I do want to write a book that I'm actually starting to work on about my life um, because, you know, this journey that I've been on is very unorthodox. So I want to share it with people that there's no formula to this thing. You know, it's just very unorthodox. It's just how you travel the path. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be getting into all of those. If the Lord let me see life, I'm going to just try to continue to just give information and just hopefully everything that I deliver, you know, you know, whether it's a performance on screen or whether it's uh, a book or anything, just, you know, make people feel good. Like like when I when you hear Cupid, I just want you to automatically do a two-step, like, and just feel good about something. That's it. That, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. Wonderful legacy that you're creating, especially for your son with um, the Hub City, um, your own record label and uh, all of these successes that you've had and will continue to have, that is just a wonderful thing, especially in this day and age when we have so much craziness going on with our young black boys. It's, it's a wonderful thing to see a young black boy come from Louisiana and be so successful on a global level. Tell them where you recently toured to. Bahrain, the kingdom of Bahrain in the Middle East, we, we did Bahrain and then we did a, the Love Slide Korean tour, which was very great. Um, you know, Korea is a different, oof, it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we definitely did that. We've done Germany, we've done a few places overseas, and um, it did, again, the music is just, you know, with this internet, you know, right now somebody in Japan might be watching, you know, it's just that powerful. So, you make the music and the people that support it, no matter where they are, they're going to support it. As maximize these tools. Well, everyone, please make sure that you purchase Cupid CD. You can actually pre-order it on iTunes, Google Play, and all the places you can download music. Will it be in stores as well? Um, it'll be. Um, you can avoid, order physical copies on my website. That's the okay. And look, if you order the physical copy, it's only five dollars. Oh, see, five dollars for a CD, and you know why it's five dollars? Because he's an independent, <laughs> because he owns the label. He can yeah. charge what he wants to charge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, please, if you would like a, a you know physical copy because you don't do the iPods and all that stuff, then please go to his website and purchase his CD. If you are a fan of his music, which I hope you are, please check him out on tour with Nephew Tommy. You will not be disappointed. And definitely go purchase the Q-Robic CD because I know it's January 11th and I'm sure there's thousands of people that are on the 11th and have already messed up all their New Year's resolutions and this 